0: It's a great day for a podcast. Once again,
1: here he is, John Oakley. You know, at this program, we celebrate the unconventional and uh, people who are maybe uh, not really well taken the well-trodden path. Uh, they're outliers of sorts, innovators, uh, imaginative types, creators, and nut fits the bill uh, more so than Kai Rocketman Michelson in Bloomington, Minnesota. He's developed, amongst other things, a motorcycle that runs on beer. And we we said to ourselves, we got to get this guy on and find out, because it's not the only invention of some consequence. So, Kai Michelson, good afternoon. How are things? Well, hey, afternoon there, John. Doing things are going great here. I appreciate you joining us. You know, uh, I was watching a video early, <laughs> earlier of your beer-powered motorcycle. By the way, uh, you know, I mean, this is crazy, but uh, what inspired you to do this? And maybe you can describe it for us
0: well i like to build things that are different uh all my life i've been doing you know things that are way out um i i'm dyslexic i dropped out of school in ninth grade basically totally illiterate um the first thing i've ever got the attention of my teacher is i I uh, took my math book as long as I couldn't read it. I cut it out, and I uh, built a radio inside of it. <laughs> and I'm just going with the radio inside it. Anyways, that got the teacher's attention. And ever since then, I've been building things. So I've built a lot of really strange things. And the latest thing we just built was a beer-powered motorcycle. I got thinking, well, you know, I don't drink, but there must be something else that you can do with beer. So I thought about building a motorcycle, going to a bar with a bunch of the guys. I'm a biker guy. And had the guys all pour their beer into my gas tank, and then fire up the uh, fire up the motorcycle, and it runs on beer. So that's how all that came about, I guess.
1: Well, is it an internal combustion engine of sorts then? No.
0: So no. So what happens is uh, that well, I'll tell you. What, so basically, when they pour the beer in the gas, okay. So there's no engine. There's a beer keg, a nice, beautifully polished <laughs> beer keg. So when you pour the beer into the gas tank, it don't go in the gas tank. It goes into a frame rail into the bottom of the beer keg. And there's a high-pressure vessel with a heater core inside that. So it heats the beer up to 300 degrees. So when you open up the throttle, it lets the beer go out through these side pipes and into a converging, diverging nozzle. And once the beer hits the atmosphere, it expands 1,600 times, turns into thrust. And there's your horsepower. And there's your movement.
1: It's kinda of like a steam engine. Yeah, yeah, basically, except we use beer. It's set up to run a beer. So, you know, deal. Well is it is it Hey Kai, is it cost efficient? I mean we know the price of fuel has been going up through uh, you know, uh through the atmosphere, but uh how about beer, the cost of beer?
0: Well, the beer definitely. But you know, a lot of things I make just don't make any sense. I just make them to make them. It's different. I love doing things that are controversial. Um, You know, I've got—I built a rocket-powered toilet. Uh, I can, you know, if you look, you know, if you look, uh, going to our YouTube, there's like uh, close to 200 videos of. crazy things we've done in the past. I've launched an outhouse, uh, full-size outhouse <laughs> called Our stinking Rocket. Um, <laughs> I launched a coffin, um, all kinds of, you know, in fact, you know, Toronto, I worked on it with a stunt guy by the name of Dar Robinson. He jumped off the CN Tower back in the early 80s in free fall with an eighth-inch cable. Yep, I was yep. involved in that, and it was on a, uh, 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 a primetime ABC special many years ago. And yeah, so I mean, I've done, We've done a few things up there in uh, Toronto through the years. But I, I, worked in the film business for a number of years, a special effects guy, and blew up stuff. And you know, <laughs> so, when I have free time, I I build weird things, and my place is just full of weird
1: things. Well, yeah, <laughs> that Most a, people don't have <laughs> a rocket-powered toilet. Uh, I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's called that's called the SS flusher,
0: and that <laughs> that runs on nitrous oxide and plastic. It's what's known as a hybrid rocket motor.
1: Is that what the okay? I was going to say, uh, is that something you want to sit on and do your business?
0: Well, no, but you can go for a ride on it. (laughs) So uh, I'm always building weird things. And I built a 20-engine motorcycle, and I was at a show with him. You know, the guys came over and said, hey, Michelson, what are you going to build next? And everybody knows I'm always building something. And facetiously, I said, about the only thing I don't have is a rocket-powered toilet. Well, about a week or so later, this big burly guy came over to me, and he says, I got something in the truck. And he says, "I work for the state of Minnesota. This this uh, came, this came, this toilet came out of prison. Don't ask me any more questions." <laughs> and he gave me this really, really bad looking toilet. It wasn't looking very good. But anyways, I set it up on the bench and I built a, a, you know built all the rocket components all around it, put it on wheels, polished everything up, and it's a beautiful piece of art now. And wow. a lot of my stuff, its the stuff that I build, I mean, I do really a nice job. On it. I really care about what I build. And it, when it's all done, it's functional art. the stuff that works, but yet it's beautiful. I've seen the Everything videos. yeah, like that.
1: That's at your uh, at-home invention museum in Bloomington. Uh, there's a documentary that's in the process of being made called Rocket Man. And the name Rocket Man, uh, because I guess you uh, really have a proclivity for uh, wanting to see things being rocket-propelled, uh Kai, tell me about that fateful day in uh, 2004 where you were the first civilian to launch a rocket into outer space. It was a life-changing moment, and you got very emotional, from what I understand, uh, in reference to your mother. What was that all about?
0: Yes, I worked very hard to uh, – first off, we became the very first civilians to ever get licensed by the federal government to launch a rocket uh, into space. We went through, like, five federal uh, agencies, and – a lot. Yeah, I had some hard times. You know, we we blew up a bunch of motors. Uh, a lot of things happened. Um, my my mother died when I was out there, and you know, it was just a, when I finally when I was finally able to do it. Um, well, I'll tell you what, it was the happiest moment of my life. But. It was a hard deal, almost five years, four and a half years, or something like that, that uh, it took to do it. But I'm pretty proud. Yes, we're the first civilians in the world to ever get a license to, to launch a rocket in this space, and then we did it. It went seventy-two miles up, three thousand five hundred twenty miles down, I believe something. I'm always never right in the numbers because being dyslexic, numbers mess with my head a little bit. But. Um, yeah, that was a that was a proud moment. Yes, and um, and then we went back again in 2014 and went a little bit further up. Uh, that one that went 73 miles uh, up, and we recovered with parachutes. So that's pretty cool. And like we have uh, our rocket payload section that's in in my museum. Actually, my house is my museum. I, I live in a rather good sized house, and um, all the memories of uh, you know I worked in Hollywood, worked at Hollywood. I worked in about 200 movies, television shows, commercials and stuff through the years. So there's a lot of pictures, a lot of concrete uh, footprints of uh, movie stars and stuff that I worked with uh, in this place. But it's, it's a pretty cool place.
1: Well, it looks at based on what I've seen. And uh, as you've got some of the memorabilia there from uh, these inventions of the past, the jet powered coffee pot. Uh, I don't want to stray too far uh, a field from uh, with this rocket thing, but I mean, what? How would you a jet powered coffee pot? What's that about?
0: Every everybody everybody should have a jet powered coffee pot, but right, unfortunately, I'm the only one right now, the best that I know it. But uh, yeah, so it's a coffee pot that's probably the loudest coffee pot you ever heard in your life, <laughs> and it uses the uh, chamber of the jet engine to actually heat the pot up. It's a, it's a clever piece. It's kind of you know just a, one of the many weird things I built. Uh, uh, through the years, you know, one of the things um, you haven't talked about is back in the days when Evil Knievel tried to jump over the Snake River, he sure. failed. And w- we teamed up with uh, Eddie Braun and uh, the Truix, uh, uh, Scott Truicks, And we built a, a rocket that was identical to the one that he tried to tried to jump over the Snake River. Only we succeeded. And if you it's on Disney Plus right now in a movie that's called Stuntman. So, anyways, I have the backup unit of that in our place also that I built. I, we put that one together up here in Minneapolis. But we remember able to do, I hold like 72 state, national, and international speed records with rocket cars and, snow, and snowmobiles and go karts and all kinds of rocket powered vehicles we've been, uh, built in the past also.
1: Yeah, like a rocket powered wheelchair.
0: Oh, yeah. I <laughs> got yeah, one of them. Yeah, that, that's what that, that rubs on hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, 90% hydrogen peroxide.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not sure that there's anybody actually strapped into the thing, but who knows? I mean, uh, with Kai Michelson in Minnesota, uh, how about the, the bicycle with wings? Was that a success? <laughs>
0: Uh, you know that—that's a kind. You know that's kind of up in your territory. Back in the day, we believe it or not—I mean, I can say anything, we actually had permission to jump over the. Uh, where the falls up by an acre acre there. We're going to do it with a uh, guy by the name of Super Joe Einhorn. And so what I built was a motorcycle, this rocket motorcycle, had a gyro blade on it. And our idea was to jump across the falls, and on the other side through pyro, we're going to pull the blade off, blow the blade off, so he would basically crash on the other side on a pure motorcycle. (laughs) It sounds like a crazy idea, but I'm just telling you, it was in the works, and uh, we do have that on display in in our place, yes.
1: Okay, uh, the guy. You sure it wasn't Super Dave Osborne uh, who was doing no. kind of the parody? No, I
0: know Super. Yeah, I know Super J uh, Dave, and and he has actually made fun of some of the things that we've done in the past. <laughs> He's well, actually done a couple of that are pretty that are hilarious, as a matter of fact.
1: Is there a point where uh, you know some of these inventions uh, could you know uh, be publicly? You know, uh, obviously manufactured and mass produced, so that you can monetize them in a big way.
0: Yeah, but that's a, for me. It's to me, it's my. I I only interested in making one well, thing once. You know, <laughs> once I've done one, I don't have interest to in go any any further with that. Um, I came really close one time. My family made motorcycles from 1908 to 1960 in the Minneapolis. And the Michaelson motorcycles, and I, I was going to build twenty-five of them. As it turned out, I did. I built one, and just uh, it's just kind of lost my interest uh, from there. But it's really, a, it was really a nice motorcycle. Really nice.
1: Well, the one the beer keg uh, there for the engine—that's uh, a beauty. Uh, you yeah. know, it looks yeah, yeah. it looks like yeah. a classic. I
0: won, I won, I won first prize uh, prize at a car show with that thing. I couldn't believe it, and won the sleep stakes with it. Really?
1: <laughs> I mean, but ha- have yeah, you taken it just, out? The, Kai, have you taken it out for a spin yet?
0: No, we will pretty soon, though. Yeah, pretty soon. We 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 fired it up, and then we just fired it up the other day for uh, television. Uh, some people are over here, Channel Nine, up here in Minneapolis, and we just fired it up for them. But pretty soon, we're going to be doing it. Yeah, you know, we're just we, our trees are just getting green here and everything, so it's spring is here now. We <laughs> we've had a long winter here, long, long, long winter. <laughs>
1: Hey, you don't have to convince us. We're in Canada. I mean, it's a uh, pretty much yeah. same latitude as Minnesota, as Bloomington. <laughs> yeah, there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You got your share too. Uh, I saw up there.
1: So, Kai, yeah. what's next on the agenda for you to invent? Uh, what's sort of uh, going around there in the cranium that you're thinking about?
0: Well, actually, I'm building an oddball motorcycle. I'm building a motorcycle. that has got a BSA motor up front and a Triumph motor in the back and see you know see everything everything i build is in my head i have a total mechanical photographic mind i see stuff long before i ever build i know i know exactly what it's going to look like there's no no drawings no blueprints i don't read a micrometer i don't do any of that everything i do is freehand so i'm a pretty gifted guy so when i say i'm going to build something it's going to be pretty i know what it's going to look like but one of the things i build i build a a motorcycle that runs i mean a bicycle that runs on air also uh, It runs on compressed air, which is kind of unique. I've never seen one of those flying around before.
1: (laughs) Well, right, flying around. Uh, You're right, because we've got the electric bikes and all the rest. But, uh, you know, that would really, really be a boon to the biking industry. You know, it's interesting, as you were saying, uh, these things in your mind that uh, you don't need blueprints or anything. You are a savant. If your teachers back in grade school could see you now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yep yeah, I'll bet you they would they would never they would never believe it, never, yeah, never yeah, i flunk- I started out right by flunking first grade, so that was my start. <laughs> 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 made it, I made it up to ninth, and I finally I dropped out of school in ninth grade. And I, yeah, I, they, they, see, they didn't know what dyslexia was. I didn't know I was dyslexic till I was thirty years old, mm. and I was watching a TV show, and all of a sudden, oh my god! Because I know, I mean, I you know half my I know I'm my, half my brain is pretty darn smart, and the other side is like duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I, it's like uh, I short-circuit a lot. And to this day, I short-circuit. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh,
1: yeah, uh, you've redeemed yourself from those earlier uh, setbacks and now uh, building all kinds of wonderful things, which is why it's so much fun to talk to you. Can't wait for the Rocket Man documentary to come out. Uh, that's a work in progress, but uh, hopefully we'll touch base on that point. Kai, thanks so much for your time yeah. from Minnesota today.
0: Yeah, and thank you, John. You guys have a great day up there. Thank you and so you, much.
1: Appreciate you, it. Rocket Rocketman Michelson. There you go. The beer-powered motorcycle and so much more. Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon
0: from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on Earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at am 640 Oakley you've been listening to a curious cast new podcasts and shows are debuting all the time so check back often to see what's new in the curious cast library